0: In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Kun'ans. Okay, people. Get
1: your geek. It's September 3rd, 2011, and you're listening
0: to Podcast 9 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. And I'm Maggie. And we are coming to you live from the debaucherous center of the Spartan Bacchanal at DragonCon in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, we wish we were. Holy crap, do I wish I was.
1: Yeah, we've got some photographic inspiration on the computer right now, and oh, goddamn.
0: I have some friends who are at DragonCon right now. I love you and hate you at the same time. And one of them has been taking pictures with her camera phone and sending them to me. And I've got a very lovely boy here in uh, his Spartan regalia, as little of it as there is. I can tell he does a few sit-ups in the morning at least. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) You can read Braille off those abs.
0: With my tongue. Hi, anyways, so... Dude, I so wanted to be at this convention this year. (laughs) I did. I did. I didn't care if I had a costume or not. I just wanted to go. They they probably might have had to get a restraining order to keep me away from the Spartans, but you know what? I can follow around the steampunkers with my needles. That's okay.
1: Yeah, I can just see you sort of like following in the wake of the Spartans, like, please turn around so I can see your abs again. (laughs) Little hearts coming from your, floating from your head. Yeah, well, <laughs> we all have our girly phases. But instead, we have been here, and really, there are much worse to be. Much worse places to be right now. I suppose. If we have any listeners yes. in Vermont or Connecticut, yes. New Hampshire, that area. Oh my God, guys. Yep. I'm so sorry, man. We send you love hugs and... And hope things get yeah. repaired soon. I saw yep. an article today about a couple really small libraries in the Adirondacks that got Ooh. hit really hard. One of them, their entire picture book collection was completely wiped out. Because, of course, it's all on low shelves where kids can reach, reach it. it. Oh my I gosh. think they only had... They have five books because five picture books were on a cart to be shelved.
0: Oh, my God. Oh Everything my
1: else. God. I was, I was looking at this while I was at work, and I was, like, getting kind of filled up, because I'm like, oh my god, my heart just breaks. Especially when I could see, like, books that I like reading in story time just covered in muds. So, oh. Oh, god. I'm sure there's lots of different relief efforts going on right now. I might even be posting a few of them. Yeah, that's a good idea. So that hopefully people can help. And I know there's... New Jersey has been having some problems with flooding and stuff, so hang in there, guys. Yeah. Hope you have at least a little yarn to help you get through. Smooth you through. It doesn't make up for the
0: loss of other stuff, but... No. We all know how yarn helps us keep our sanity during tough times. My aunt in the Out Islands at home only just got her power back yesterday. Yeah. We didn't know... We hadn't heard from the Out Islands in so long. My brother actually had to go out there on one of the boats and, and look for them. Wow! Because... No baby had been able to get word through. Oh, it's a scary feeling.
1: Yeah. And speaking of using knitting, speaking of using knitting to keep our sanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a much less dire sort of
0: way. <laughs> adventures in knitting. Yes. Happy thoughts, everybody. <laughs> Clear the air, deep breath, and happy thoughts. Yes. Here we, we go. Talking about knitting. Okay. Lovely, wonderful knitting. For me this week, I had it with the itty bitty stitches of the Celtic stole for a little while and since we were going to a family barbecue and i was going to be in the car for a while i grabbed bulky yarn i grabbed appropriate needles and i made a cowl yay i've been, i'm wearing it now i'm going to wear it for the whole damn episode because i can <laughs> even
1: though it's 40 degrees outside well it's humidity. not 40, yeah it's
0: not 40 degrees inside that's okay it's soft and squishy and oh wait i just said i was going to wear this the whole damn thing but um <laughs> Yeah, I did. Well, I'm taking it off so I can describe it. This, I am proud to say, was just a knit by the seat of your pants project. I pulled a Karen. Yay! See? You can do it. So I knit moss stitch or a seed stitch, basically alternating knit one, purl one, knit one, purl one, and then the next row above, you do a purl one, knit one one knit one so that all of the little bumps of pearls are alternating as a texture. Mm -hmm. And I've got rows of cables, or I should say columns of cables, but they don't all go the same way. They alternate left, and right, then left, yeah, and right. So they nicely balance. And it was easy to memorize because I made it up as I went along. And every once in a while, I sort of held it up to my husband's profile and go, yeah, that's long enough. And then I bound it off, and it was perfectly one skein, mm-hmm. just about. So I still have one more skein left of this that I can do something with. And that's a really nice soft, squishy yarn. Yes. And this is actually the cowl. We mentioned this, like, in the first episode, didn't we? No, I did another cowl.
1: Yeah, but you had, more, you had the yarn to make this cowl. Yes, yes. I think we mentioned the time. I made
0: a black cowl before. It's alpaca, isn't it? Yes. God, (laughs) it's soft.
1: I'm just mauling it right now. That's okay. Rubbing my face on it like I do with my cap. You do
0: look somewhat feline. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the other one has the cables going literally traveling around it, and this one has the cables going up it in columns. So I thought that was, you know, a nice matching. Mm -hmm. Matching but not matching um, pair, so... There we go. A set, but not matchy-matchy. Yes, because tr- these people are not matchy-matchy. They are so not matchy-matchy. And just because, just to be good, I did actually work on the Celtic Dole. I finished off the second repeat, like I said I would. And ta-da! Nice. And I've been putting in the lifelines like Karen taught me to. <laughs> yeah, like I taught you to and then I never use. Well, I will admit, damn good thing to know. My very, very, very <laughs> first... Like ultra lace shawl that I was making for someone else, and this was something that had 17 charts in it. It was oh god, yes, I remember that. I mean, it was beautiful, and I, uh, it kept- was gorgeous, yes. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, and I'll find it later and I'll link it to the show notes. But as I was going along, Karen remarked, you're knitting that without a lifeline? I'm like, what's a lifeline? And hence I learned what a lifeline was. And damn did I need one because I found a mistake and I had to unknit ten rows of lace. Ooh. And it was painful. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing when you,
1: like, I guess it's one thing when you know what lifelines are and you don't use them. (laughs) Because you apparently like to live dangerously like me. And it's another thing when you don't know what lifelines are and how useful they can be so that at least you have that tool in your toolbox. Yeah. And if anyone doesn't know what a lifeline is, I should mention, basically it's where you take another strand of yarn, or some people even use non-waxed dental floss. And what you do is you thread it through all the stitches, sort of like your cable needle goes through all the stitches, so that if you mess up, you can easily, you can just take out the needle... And then just start ripping, and when you get to that row of stitches, it'll stop. It won't zip back anymore because there's something in it to stop the the, the stitches from unzipping. And you can put them in as often as you want. I would have used them before for some really complicated stuff where I was like, if I have to, I have to rip back three rows, I'm going to cry. <laughs> but, I mean, you can put them in as often as you feel comfortable.
0: So I'm putting them in at the end of every design repeat. And I have just realized today that it's now become a relaxing knit. And it's taken me halfway through the pattern for that to happen. But Ooh. it's now become a relaxing knit. Yeah, because now you're used to it. Yeah, now I'm used to it, now I'm starting to anticipate even though, the moves.
1: Yeah, and even though it looks very intricate, as long as you can anticipate the moves, yeah. then it becomes relaxing.
0: And, it, and I should mention, too, if you're
1: doing using a lifeline and you have a pattern in front of you, you should mark what row yeah. of the pattern repeat you put the lifeline in, unless it's obvious. Like, unless you know that it's, like, the first line. If you put it in sort of in the middle, make sure to note where you put it in so that when you zip back you're not like, oh crap, what row is this now?
0: That's when you learn to read knitting. Yes. Really quickly. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing and I've actually been kind of happy with it. Yay! That's always good. Yeah, I'm happy with it.
1: Being happy with your knitting is always a very good thing.
0: Yes. There have been times, especially with that 17-chart shawl that I mentioned earlier, yeah, I had to take a step away from it for about three weeks. Yes. Because it and I did not see eye to eye for a while. It was a bad romance. It was. We had to have some time apart. Other people, projects, or things. I think I need to see other projects. I need to see other yarn. That's probably why they call it yarn slutting. I'm sorry. You're just not doing it for me. I need to see other yarn.
1: Either that or you're like me and you have an open relationship with all your projects.
0: Now look, just before I knit you up, you have to understand, you are are not the one and only thing I'm going to be divesting all of my attention towards. You just have to accept that. <laughs> and the project has no choice. We'll have
1: fun together when we feel like it, but realize there are other there are other projects in this relationship, too. So, speaking of... <laughs> Speaking of my multiple open relationship with projects, um, <laughs> I would like to say there are two achievements out of the four things that I will quickly mention. Drum roll, speak, please! That I am particularly proud of, considering the way I sound on this po- on this podcast the last few weeks. For one, I finished something. Yay, Karen! After ticking all the little things off in your hand last week that uh-huh. I was working on, this one I have actually never talked about on the podcast because I put it away to work on the Potion Master stole, and I only just picked it up again, like, last weekend, like, last Saturday, mm-hmm. and then I finished it within two days, because it was really only, like, 20 rows of the chart left <laughs> on yeah. it. It's the, and yet another name that I am going to have such I I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, the Aiki Shawl? Aiki okay. show. It's E I K I. I know the word is Japanese for strength, and it's by Janelle Ladman. She originally brought it out back in the spring after the earthquake in Japan, and it was a oh, fundraiser pattern. Right, like you know, so much of the patterns' cost would be donated to right the Japanese Red Cross or to other right charities helping in that area. And this one I did in Malabrigo sock in the Tiziano red colorway, which is nice. Mm sort of deep red colorway, and I forgot to bring it so Maggie can't comment on what it looks like. And verify um, that it's real. Yeah. But basically, it starts off with a garter stitch middle, and then you work these triangles in the garter stitch that get wider, okay. and that have a lace pattern in them, until finally the lace pattern is all you're doing. You're not you're working the little garter okay. stitch in the middle. This will make sense if you go to Ravelry and take a look at the pattern. And then it's got just little points okay. on the edge, and it's really pretty.
0: Oh, I'm sure if it's made out of Malabrigo sock and... Oh, yes. You're really handy with the shawls. And it's a really well-written pattern. It's basically, there's
1: like three pages with charts on it that you basically just lay out. It's the entire th- shawl, width of the shawl, charted, except for it uses it. does use one sort of chart as the, the major pattern repeat. Okay. And really, it's so intuitive that most of the time I didn't need the other two. I just needed the first page. Okay. I just needed to know, okay, what do I do on the on the very edge that's a little different? And then how do I do the repeat? And even just from looking at the left, the right-hand side edge, I can usually tell what to do in the middle and then what to do on the left side side of the edge. That's
0: handy to know. Yeah.
1: It's because it's basically mirrored, at least in the shawl. Very cool. So it's a really good pattern. I loved it. And now I have a little leftover yarn, which will go into the shawl that my mom wants because she ended up buying the same colorway. Okay. Probably not the same dye lot, but though she has yet to actually pick it, so... (laughs) <laughs> I still have to sit down with her and go through Ravelry and you know pick out a shawl. So that one has not been started yet. It is not on my list of pro- official list of projects. Okay. The other thing that you should be rather proud of me for, I went to a couple local yarn stores on Sunday, because one of them was having an afternoon tea. Yes. So I went to Stitch in Jordan and Fiber Garden, which, I should mention, is in Vogue Knitting. Woo! The Fall Vogue Knitting. Congratulations,
0: the, guys. Yeah, it's
1: in the Made in Canada article. That is very awesome. Which also mentions the Purple Pearl in Toronto.
0: Yes. Finally, Knitting Magazine does it right.
1: Especially they do it right every issue, because they do have that constant, Made in Canada article. Sure. But yeah, the fiber garden is in it. And I should mention to everyone else, they have an online store, you should go look at it, because they sell a lot of spinning products. Mm-hmm. A lot of different types of fleece. yeah, like From all different sheep breeds. And then the two owners of the store, one of them does hand spinning and makes hand-dyed bats. The other one does yarn dyeing. And one of them, I think the one of them is the, the bat Man, the B A T T, and the other one is the dye guy. And they use, he uses all kinds of like man made as well as natural dyes. And some of that stuff, it was so hard walking out of the store without <laughs> anything. This is the part you should be proud of me for, because I did not buy anything, either at Stitch or Fiber Garden. And oh my god, there was some really nice stuff at Fiber Garden. There was a couple skeins that were calling to me. There's one colorway they have called Vampire. What? It's dark red with like very, like, very dark gray or black sort of flecks in it.
0: Was it like a, a heather? Or no, it, more it, was more like a,
1: it was more like a. It was more like a hand paint. Okay, but there was very small little bits of black, and they had it in lace weight and sock weight, and it was calling to me. Oh my god! But I walked away. <laughs> I managed to walk away mainly because of Kitchener Waterloo Dinner Fair next week, which we will talk about a little later. Yes, but I managed to walk out of there without buying
0: yarn. Well. I don't want to make it sound like just because I'm not going on yarn Bidges, everybody else has to. But you did have very good reason. Yes. Because we do have a fabulous opportunity coming up.
1: Yes. But anyway, so yes, I managed to not buy anything,
0: which I was proud of. You exercised... Self restraint of a godlike nature. Yeah.
1: And the, the afternoon tea was really neat because they were doing it in support of a local young woman who was doing a bike across Canada to raise money for pediatric oncology centre. Buried. I'm sorry I couldn't be there But the tea that. was really nice. They had lots of really nice stuff. And Stitch is a really cute store. It's in like a historic building. It's
0: one of the houses that was connected to the Underground Railroad, wasn't it? Really? That's what the owner told me. You didn't know that? No! I might have heard this before and then totally forgotten about it because I tend to do that sort of thing. <laughs> that is so cool. It does seem to be old enough to be of the time. Mm -hmm. definitely one of the really old wooden houses you know with the wooden floors and the wooden rafters and beams and and the wonderful floors that creak yeah when you walk on them and there's a fireplace and in the big squishy couches yep in the fall and in the winter we have gone to the store and sat in front of the fireplace with tea and with knitting and you are surrounded by yarn 270 degrees yeah, she also has a lot of really neat quilting fabrics too. Yeah, that if is If you true. are an inter and quilter, or very the historically inclined, mm-hmm. um, period mm-hmm. style, classical quilt fabrics, and she also carries some Amy Butler stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing. But yeah, she
1: doesn't really have a she doesn't have an online store. She has a small website. But if you're going to be in the area, if you're coming to Niagara Falls or the Niagara sort of wine region, it's about uh, half an hour from Niagara Falls. Yeah, forty minutes. Yeah, you know, if
0: you're especially. If, Some of our Canadian listeners are coming down from Toronto Or something like that and passing through it And the Fiber Garden and Stitch Are almost directly across the street from each other Yeah Almost Fiber Garden is like four houses down. Yeah. And it's impossible to
1: miss because it's a bright orange house with a purple door. (laughs) Yeah. And it's got brightly painted spinning wheels out front. I'll link to it in the show notes, their website, and they have a picture of the house on the header. It's very hard to miss. And Jordan's really cute. There's a lot of neat little shops and there's some neat restaurants.
0: It's a really cute little area. Pretty Especially... Especially with fall coming up. Yes. Whenever
1: I think of Jordan, I think of it in the fall, with like the trees turning yeah. and wood smoke in the air. But not only have I finished something and not bought anything, I have actually been working on stuff. And I should admit, I did start something. As well,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay.
1: Well, first, the thing that I've continued to work on—the nameless, brainless socks—I am past the heel on the second sock. Well done. And so now it's just we up the leg. That sounded just a little bit naughty, but okay. Oh please, <laughs> this is us. Hello. But yeah, I'm gonna have to take some updated pictures for my Ravelry cube. The thing is when I was taking pictures for my Ravelry pattern I kind of realized exactly how hard it is to get a picture of a sock when it is on your own foot. At least with me I ended up sort of like holding my breath and being like (gasps) contorting myself and trying to take a picture and most of the time it turned out kind of blurry. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to do this without, you know, investing in one of those mannequin feet which are probably not big enough for my socks anyway. Meh. Because I have like a size nine and a half, ten 10 foot But yes, these are turning out quite nicely. And then the other thing that I've been working on. This is the guilty pleasure. That I started on Wednesday. I started the beekeeper's quilt. This is the guilty pleasure. And I have, I started two days ago, and I have, or three days ago, it's Saturday, I have six little hexapuffs. Sing the song. One, little, two, little, three, little hexapuffs, four, little, <laughs> five, little, six, little hexapuffs. I have six hexapuffs finished, and I have one on the needles that I started on the way here that is about half done. And they are really neat. They really don't take very long at all.
0: No, you, you were able to make two, I think, weren't you, at Knit Night? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that was with having something to eat, so I yeah. kept putting it down so I could pick up my fork and my glass. Or just stopping and talking because I was really tired. Karen and has been leaving...
0: Well. I suppose you leave a long tail to help sew in.
1: Well, actually, you don't sew it in. You knit them together? No, you don't. What you do through... Like, if you can imagine, there's a little hexagon. Right. And the top of the hexagon right. is where you bind off. What you do is you stick a crochet hook in the bottom corner, okay. opposite where the tail comes out. Okay. So in this case, I've got the tail, if you're looking at it the way I'm looking at the hexapuff, I've got the tail coming out of the top left corner. Okay. You would put a crochet hook in the bottom right, Right. push it out the top left, Okay. grab the tail, and pull it into the hexapuff. Okay. So there's no weaving at ends. But how do you stitch them all together to make one big blanket? Well, actually, the way she does it in the pattern is you just do a couple little stitches in the corner, attaching it to the hexapuff next to it, and again... At the other corners. So it's more like quilt ties. Okay. Rather than actually sewing them together. Okay. And it gives them... It helps them be a little more flexible.
0: Flexible. Okay. Sort of like molecules and atoms.
1: Yeah. But I've got... By the sound of it, we have quite a few hexapuffers (laughs) on the group,
0: so I will probably start a thread... See, Karen has left a tail on each of these. That's, what, that's about 12 inches?
1: Yeah, that's just because so I can make sure I have a lot of tail when I break it.
0: Well, no, that that's understandable. It's just that I keep imagining this Hexapuff ninja. <laughs> Throwing stars! Throwing stars! <laughs> Boom! Woof! <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I just hopped one at Maggie. Yeah, that was my artery. I'm now dead. Except for the fact that they're soft and squishy. <laughs> well, you know, so ninjas can use these to kill you anyway. I can kill you with my brain. <laughs>
1: Okay. Little shout out for all the Firefly fans. But yeah, so I've been using little bits of sock yarn. And I have actually, I've added this to my Ravelry projects. I will hopefully get photos this weekend. I've also added the other sock yarn blanket, the 2025 sock yarn blanket, (laughs) to my Ravelry queue. And I'll hopefully get, I'll get a couple pictures of the squares that I, the square... I have done, and the one I'm working on right now, so that I have some sort of progress. But
0: yes, I have a little handful of hexapuffs. And they do look like tribbles, with long tails.
1: Like Yeah, and it is really convenient to bring it around. I've okay. got a couple little balls of yarn. leftover sock yarn.
0: Itty-bitty, like, Itty-bitty balls.
1: And then I have a little Ziploc bag with some polyfill in it, just swish, because swish, I didn't swish, want swish, the polyfill swish, strands swish. getting all over everything. So I just keep them in a little project bag, which I think I can then grab and take with me places. Of course, I need to find a place to store the finished hexapuffs at home, preferably somewhere my cat won't get it. I was gonna them.
0: say, a nice big, you know, wicker basket in the living room sounds wonderful for a place for your cat to go and dive into and then make off with.
1: Yeah. And gnaw at or to even just curl up on sleep on so that they are covered in cat hair. So they will be like, you know, 80% wool, 20% cat, cat hair. hair. Oh, and the other nice thing this week is I got the parts to fix my spinning wheel. <laughs> Yay! Which wasn't much of a part. It's basically, um, on my spinning wheel, there's a block that connects the footman to the treadle, so the part that you push with your foot, right, and the bit, the footman is the bit that connects the treadle to the wheel, right. so that when you push the treadle down, the wheel spins. The block at the bottom that connected to the treadle had a screw that goes through it, Mm -hmm. and the wood in the block had completely stripped. So the screw just went pop right out. Oh dear. So I just ordered a new footman, because then I figure I put in a whole new one and then the other one, if I ever need to, I can pillage for parts. But yes, so now my spinning wheel is fixed and I can use it. And I got a couple other little things like some spinning wheel oil so I can keep things working nicely. Happy mail. So I cannot wait to start doing some more spinning. Moving on to
0: Geek Squee. There is a really, 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 really big cool convention that we are not at right now. <laughs> As we mentioned earlier. Yeah, Dragon Con. Oh, Sigh. And I had dilly dally. I didn't wishy watched so much about. Am I going? Am I not going? Am I going? Am I not going? Okay.
1: Well, you have other reasons for not going. Yeah. So well, important ones.
0: For anybody who does not know what DragonCon is, because we do have some listeners from across the pond, or DragonCon is a big science fiction fantasy convention where basically, as long as you're of legal age, it's it's like a huge campus college party. I think. Yeah. Um I've I would. I would. I would venture to
1: say it is second to... Comic-Con? Comic-Con. I haven't been to Comic-Con, and I was only at Dragon-Con I don't know what the attendance at Dragon-Con is like, but I know it just seems like when people are talking about cons, like Dragon-Con is the one that people mention sort of almost as much as Comic-Con. Yeah. Or it seems about as much importance in the geek calendar.
0: I do know that it has taken up four hotels in downtown Atlanta. I don't know what their population is, Yeah, but that's something that we can find out. But we were looking at, well, they were pictures probably from last year's, Yeah, but obviously we got pictures of Spartan Boy there live and in action from this year. <laughs> Hello, Spartan Boy. <laughs> that's his nickname now, Spartan Boy. They have, all of the genres are represented. There's the comic, there's the manga, there's steampunk and the alternative history all out art we were looking at
1: some of the information just before we podcasted and they have a lot of looks like different what they call tracks like they have the Whedonverse track or they have the alternative history track or you know all sorts of other the the trek track or one of wasn't there really specific ones oh the Robert Jordan Wheel of Time track Yep. so they basically and those are where they group together all the the panels and things about specific
0: and of areas they have of geekdom the, uh,
1: yeah they have a writer track they have a costuming track and yeah the this weekend culminates in the annual Dragon Con parade like through downtown Atlanta
0: I have been to Dragon Con only once very long time ago but it's Something to to walk in and just suddenly into a hotel lobby. It's something to just walk into a hotel lobby and just suddenly be surrounded by stormtroopers. There's two Darth Vaders. There's one Qui-Gon Jinn over there. About half a dozen Princess Leias because, you know, they travel in flocks. <laughs>
1: Especially because they always have, like, 20 Princess Slave yeah. Leias. Yeah,
0: the Slave Leias. At any
1: given con. It's like they have a quota they need to fill.
0: Yeah, I think I saw them last year. They had them all arranged in. They had them all in a standing, sitting, reclining arrangement, and people yep. could just in you know interchange in the middle to get pictures taken. Yeah. You know, in the middle of the
1: slave Leia harem. Yeah. And there's a lot of people from all different sort of fandoms dressed up. People are dressed up as Care Bears. Yeah. Well, because one thing too with the with the parade, the way they organize it is they have different sections for different fandoms. So like they'll have the Harry Potter. Yep group that will go walking down the street. So you'll see, like, all the professors and, like, dozens of students and, you know, some of the bad guys and stuff with, like, banners out in front, like a yep. normal parade would. Or, and then they have the... They don't actually use the actual fandom name, I don't think, on the banners, probably for trademark reasons. Yeah, yeah. But I remember seeing one where it was, like, the Colonial Fleet, and it was all the Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> and so they're all, there's all these people in the Battlestar Galactica uniforms, and Walking down the street. So and of course they have like the three miles of stormtroopers yep. at the end
0: with the with the Imperial March going on dun, dun, da dun, dun, da dun. on a twenty minute loop as they go by. Yeah. I saw I think I saw a nine year old Stormtrooper. I think I've even seen, like, I
1: don't think in the parade I haven't seen them, but I know I've seen pictures of, like, tiny little stormtroopers. This one
0: was in the parade marching next to Darth Vader. Stormtrooper in training! Yep, they just needed to turn her uniform pink, that's all. And it looked like they had a lot of really interesting people there. Yeah, They did. (laughs) For Like panels. for guests. And... Yeah, and guests. I don't remember the names. You know the names better than I do. Oh
1: yeah, I was looking through a bunch of them and they had like a whole bunch of people from Battlestar Galactica there. There was one guy, one of the members of the Lone Gunman from the That's X-Files, right. who I saw the picture and was like, holy crap, he looks different. I wouldn't have recognized him without the, like, the long stringy hair and the glasses. Dean Hagland is the name.
0: So anyways, yes, for all of those who are there at DragonCon right now, I charge you to have a damn good time. I'm sure you don't need that information encouragement i'm i'm doing this for my own sanity because i have a lot of internet friends
1: who are at dragon con and yeah it sounds like they're having a really good time yeah there's a heck of a lot
0: of good time going on i'm serious it just turns into one big dorm party yeah someday man we will be there (laughs) yep we will be steampunk knitters oh come on that would be awesome to have a top hat with just a selection of dpns or knitting needles just coming out of it Mm
1: -hmm. that would be (laughs) awesome
0: and just oh you need a size 2.5 millimeter hold on a second we
1: just have to be careful when bending over that we don't poke anybody's eyes out. Ah, oh,
0: well, I come armed.
1: Yeah, if any of the pervs try to, yeah, <laughs> try like and get too fresh, it's like
0: yoink, poke. Carry the wooden knitting needles for the vampires. Yes, because you know they're walking around too. Well, not in daylight. Actually, if you wore your vampire character card during the day, the the people who ran the game would come and tear it up and say you're dead. Because you can't. You're a vampire. You can't go out in the middle of the day. Duh. Okay, anyways, moving on. More geek squeak.
1: And thinking of things that are more popular among geeks and what you usually see at cons, usually you see at least one person dressing up as Ash from the Evil Dead slash Army of Darkness series. At least one. And, apparently, they are remaking Evil Dead. Very, very Which should interesting. be interesting. Yes. Because, from what I've heard, they haven't cast Ash yet. So the question people are asking is who is going to replace Bruce Campbell?
0: Who has the qualities for Ash?
1: Because, I mean, as I was reading on the Mary Sue, um, it's not as straightforward as, you th- as you'd as think. Because really, especially the Evil Dead movies, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's a series of three movies directed by and written by Sam Raimi. The first two, especially the first one, was really low budget, and is kind of funny in its low budgetness. And then they get slightly better and better budget with each of them. The Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are very much, like, classic horror movies. It's like, a bunch of teenagers go to a cabin in the woods (laughs) for the weekend, and there's two girls and their boyfriends, and... You know, of course, while they're at the cabin, they happen to read from, or they happen to play a tape of someone reading from the Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon, which, of course, awakens some evil spirit in the house. And, you know, they slowly die. One at a time. One at a time in various grisly ways. And then there's Army of Darkness, which leans a lot more towards comedy, where the main character who survives the last two movies ends up doing a little time traveling back to the Middle Ages, and things are very wacky. Yeah. In Army of Darkness. It's really, it's actually, it's my favorite of the movies. Because I don't like horror movies a lot, but the thing is, with the first two movies, they are horror movies with some comedic elements. Oh, okay. And I mean, some of the comedy is unintentional because it's really low budget. And some of it is intentional with some of the lines and stuff. But so you need an actor who can do more dramatic or horror movie acting, but has a sense of comic timing and delivery. Not someone who's just gonna be straight out comedic.
0: Right. And who has those qualities? As and really you-
1: yourself <laughs> Okay, sorry. This is my boomstick. <laughs> Um, But yeah, and I mean, it also helps too that Bruce Campbell has a very strong sort of look. If anyone hasn't actually seen him, he did a series of Old Spice commercials a few years ago where you would probably recognize him because he has this, you know, very strong chin. And he just has this presence. And I'm not sure who quite can have Carry the same pre- presence as well yeah. as riding that line between... Horror and comedy? Or serious, Sat- yes, yeah, between satire and over the top. Yeah. Wow,
0: something to chew on.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to think about that one because I can't think of any... Well, part of it, too, is that, like, these movies have become such cult classics. It's yeah. A- it's one of those cases where you, you have a hard time imagining anyone else in the part. And then thinking of another film that I heard about with interesting casting going on for the musical theater geeks. (laughs) Come on, you know you're out there. I am a total huge musical theater geek. Apparently, they're making a movie of Les Miserables. Yay. Which one is kind of awesome. Yes. And then when you hear about the casting, the lead character, Jean Valjean, Valjean. is being played by... Hugh
0: Jackman! (laughs) Girly squeak! I squealed when I read this. That is going to be ten different kinds of
1: kick-ass. Yeah, because of course, of course, now a lot of people have seen him perform and sing at the Oscars. Yes, but I mean, even before that, I had heard recordings of him singing in like the Australian productions of Beauty and the Beast and Sunset Boulevard, and oh man, he is good. <laughs>
0: So can you imagine hearing him sing and watching him in period costume? Oh, yes. He is going to be smoking.
1: Well, he was in that movie, Kate and Leopold. Yes. Which was, okay, I think that was 18th century. And Les Miserables is early 19th century. But that gives you an idea of him in historic costume, just not similar historic costume. But yeah, so I cannot wait to see him. And then the other, oh my God, this is perfect casting. Yes. For those that know the musical the Thenardiers, the innkeeper and his wife, and they are, for people who don't know the musical, they are a lot of the comic relief in the show because they are, like, deeply horrible people, but they're kind of funny in that horribleness. They are no bullshit kind of people. They're like, we are going to make a profit on whatever we can, however we can. And the, the characters tend to steal whatever scenes they're in. Yeah. Just this last week, I saw that Jeffrey Rush... And Helena Bottom Carter my god. are playing those roles. I cannot
0: wait. My god. Like
1: I cannot think of anyone else who would do those two roles as perfectly.
0: I'm just I'm just imagining it. It's pure glamour just in yes. my head. It is it's just my head is full of squeeing when I think <laughs> of it. Because like I
1: said, I just can't pick think of anyone else who could do those characters. As wonderfully and who will steal the show as much as those two
0: they're the ones that sing the songs master of the house yeah for anybody who's heard the songs or maybe heard the soundtrack but doesn't know the the characters, the, the ma- names, the character's or or names or, or, or even some of the, the story or whatever
1: The one thing that I wasn't sure about is the main antagonist, uh, the detective Javert, who is trying to catch Jean Valjean. Valjean, if you don't know the story, he initially goes to jail for stealing a loaf of bread for trying to feed his, I think it's his...
0: It's his sister. Sister. My sister and her child were close to death. Yeah, like he
1: said. And basically, he ends up spending a lot of time in prison and escapes. And Javert is this like extremely anal retentive person who is like, people cannot change; they cannot become. You know, once a criminal, they're always a criminal. I am going to hunt you down and make sure you go back to jail.
0: And it goes on throughout years, and he doesn't yes. give up the chase. His
1: entire identity becomes about catching this guy. And I've heard that it might be played by Russell Crowe, who I'm not sure if I can see it. I know he's a musician. I
0: don't know if I've ever heard him sing. Right. So
1: Especially not Broadway style.
0: So let's hold out and see, first of all, whether that goes through and if he's cast yeah. for that. One, see if he's cast. Then then we'll see if he can sing. In the meanwhile, we can wallow in the glory that the other three parts that we know of.
1: The other three—I'm sorry—the other three are just going to be so awesome that like a part of me doesn't really care past that point.
0: (laughs) Do we know when this is going to come out? I have no clue. Okay.
1: Obviously, they're still in the preliminary casting.
0: Yeah, true. So
1: I'm thinking either it would have to be like late 2012, early 2013. Okay. And then another sort of, like, film thing. And also in a historical fiction sort of film thing. Some people may not be aware that the book Pride and Prejudice and Zombies has been sort of in pre-production for the last year or two. Um, Natalie Portman actually was apparently behind trying to get this movie made. And originally she was supposed to star, I think now she's producing. But the problem is that apparently this past week, like, the third director assigned to the project quit. Ew. Which is not a good sign. No. So I don't know if we are going to be getting Pride and Prejudice and
0: Zombies anytime soon. Oh dear, it is the Or at mo- all. It is the movie that eats its directors. Yeah,
1: and I can see it being sort of difficult, especially for a script writer, because you have to sort of balance the whole, not comedy of manners, but... Satire? Mm, yeah, slight satire, because... Jane Austen is really snarky, but you have to balance the sort of the romantic element and the somewhat commentary element, okay, and humor, yeah. and, as well
0: as balance that now with zombies. And I think we were talking earlier about going to see this in the theater, dressed in Regency gowns. Yes. Or at least Regency daywear. I would have to learn how to sew so I could make myself a Regency <laughs> yeah, costume. Yeah, well,
1: you know, we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> it'd walk- be awesome to walk in with bonnets and gowns on. Yes, and
0: gloves and little
1: reticules, little purses, and just sort of walk in very properly. And i was saying that we should. It'd be awesome if a bunch of us went, and there were five of us, considering yeah. there's five Bennett girls.
0: And I still think it would be great to you know. Pull out a machete or a hatchet or something like that from the, the little purses,
1: and we totally we would totally have to refer to each other as Lizzie or Lydia. So I don't know if anybody I know would want to be wanna Lydia. be probably. Lydia? Oh boy. Maybe he's playing a part. You wouldn't really want to have some people be like, okay, yeah, you're totally Lydia. Yes. <laughs> like, hey, what are you saying about me? But yeah, so I don't know if we're gonna be getting that anytime soon. And all my news is movie news. Actually, now that I see it, pretty much yeah, all movie news because there's one last little thing that I was really squealing about this week. Okay. I cannot wait. She's vibrating. Seriously. <laughs> (laughs) September twenty third,
0: and not not with the the toy way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What kind of toy are we talking about? But yes, September twenty third, Jurassic Park is gonna be back in theaters for a limited time. I cannot wait. The original Jurassic Park. Flash back to the past. Yes, nineteen ninety three, baby. And apparently they're doing it because it's coming out on Blu-ray in October. So they decided to sort of digitally remaster the print. They're not changing anything. They're not adding anything, which I know has been a bone of contention with some Star Wars fans the last couple of weeks. Because apparently they're re-releasing that on Blu-ray and changing some stuff. Oh boy. Um, but apparently it's the original movie, just cleaned up, and they're going to be putting it on, in theaters Again, for a limited time. I don't know how many theaters are going to have it. I don't know how long. If our local theater does not get it, I'm going to Toronto to see this. Because I would love to see Jurassic Park on the big screen again. Be just a kid again. Yeah. I mean, when I was 13, I loved that movie. I wanted to be a paleontologist for a little while. I would still love to do like one of those weeks where you go out and you volunteer on like a dinosaur dig. I also had a huge crush on Sam Neill. Still do! Yeah, well. But yeah, I love that movie. And I cannot wait to see it in theaters again.
0: You'll knit yourself a and little dinosaur. And hear the John
1: Williams soundtrack in
0: theaters again. You knit yourself a little plushy dinosaur. Grr. arg. <laughs> But yes,
1: that was what I was squealing over this week.
0: A little sidestep. Somebody has mentioned in the Ravelry group about another geeky type thread on Ravelry that we should possibly highlight. Ooh, yes. It is the Nerd Wars. Now, what this is, and you have to sign up ahead of time to be a part of the war if you're going to be on a team. Mm-hmm. The teams are all have to be the same quantity of people to make it fair, and you are assigned, <laughs> everybody's assigned the project, and from what i've seen it can be anything from charity knitting and it has these parameters mm-hmm. to knitting with specific characters of your genre in mind yeah and you have a set time limit to do it in if you're not in one of the teams you can be what they call a ninja which i think sounds way cool uh-huh. where you can just freeform this as your own
1: yeah you can participate and they have what they do is at the beginning they have different sort of categories you can pick which one yours falls into And I think it's, each item takes a month, and then it's three months. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's very close to, there's something on Ravelry also called the the Hogwarts House Cup, which runs very similarly. Hopefully I'm not mixing up the two. I hope they're, you know, if they're that close, then I'm getting it right if they're a little different and probably forgetting the time, which time frame is right for Nerd Wars. But obviously you can go to Nerd Wars and check that out to see exactly what the rules and everything are. But there's a lot of... I think there's different categories. You can pick whichever one you want. You can... Root for your team. Yeah, you can develop your own project Yeah. to fit that theme. And I think they also have things where, instead of doing three projects in three months, you instead apply to one of the moderator's to do a one mega project mega project yeah I don't know if they call it like a dissertation or something but it's you know a big project
0: so if you're heavy into the geeky type knits that might be something to go and check out the person in the in our group
1: that mentioned it to us suggested we have a team and we might at some we might at some point if anyone would like to start a team for knit one geek two on their own for this session, go ahead. I have no problem with that. It just won't be one of us at the moment. Right now. <laughs> partly because Maggie has a crap load of Christmas knitting to do.
0: Yeah, I was pretty <laughs> determined um, several months ago. And I think personally,
1: if I'm going to try it, I should try it as a ninja this round to see how I do. Because usually it's when things become sort of mandatory or deadlines, and it's not some wacky internal pressure like, oh, say a certain stole to get it done in a certain time period. That's when I become the worst procrastinator in the world. Not very team inducing. So I should see like if I'm likely to just flake out. And I mean I would still like, you know, root everybody else on and stuff like that. I just personally would fail hard if I'm like or at least I might fail hard, see what but I should see what
0: But at least you know like. you know your qualities yes. and you know your strengths and shortcomings at the same time.
1: Yes, I'm aware of these and I will work around with them. So this time I think ninjaing it will be a good idea just to see how I do.
0: Now moving on into cravings, covets and crushes. This week it is all about the Kitchener Waterloo Knitters Fair. Yes. That is happening on Saturday the tenth. And it what well, it's the biggest convention in the province, isn't it? I think it is slightly
1: bigger than the Knitters Frolic in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, as you might be able to tell from the name, it's being held in Kitchener, Ontario. And it's put on by the Kitchener Waterloo Knitters Guild. I think they're either, Waterloo is slightly bigger, or they're comparable. It's hard to tell because of the way they're set up.
0: Basically, there's going to be a hell's
1: bunch of yarn. Yeah, there are going to be lots of vendors. They also have some, like a couple lectures and things, mm-hmm. but with getting to their and with all the vendor distraction, I haven't actually been to any of the lectures before.
0: So what are you going to look for while
1: there? Okay, well, as I mentioned last week, I was thinking of doing a Fair Isle scarf. Right. So I'm going to look for the Jameson Spindrift while I'm there so I can compare colors. And that way I can compare balls and see which looks best. No comment! (laughs) Again! Other than that, one of the things I'm going to be looking for, too, is something I actually saw at the Knitter's Frolic Mm -hmm. back in April. There was one seller there that had a lot of yarn that they had dyed. But one of the things they had is little project bags that had a be- little bean bag at top attached to the top. And what you do is you put the bean bag on the edge of a table, and then the project bag hangs over the side of the table, and it keeps the project bag from falling off. I saw these. I dithered. I was went back and forth, and finally I decided not to buy one. Later that week, at Knit Night, when we were trying to jockey to find places for everyone to put their patterns and put their food and their teapots and all the things on this little table, little round table that we yep. had like eight people crammed around, yep. I was like... Damn it, I should have bought one of those project bags, because I could really use one right now. I think that will get a lot of use when we are back at our usual location Yeah. for Knit Night. So I'm going to be looking for one of those. And then the other thing I'm going to be looking for goes into a couple patterns I have been crushing on. Oh boy. For a while now. Basically, I'm going to be looking for some either semi-solid or solid black yarn. And I figure I'm going to probably gonna need three skeins of it. And one skein of white yarn because I really want to make the Severus socks and the Severus mitts by Angela Tennant. And as you can probably tell from the name, they are definitely based on Snape's costuming in the Harry Potter movies. Okay, dude, we know what you're wearing for Halloween this year, right? I don't think there's any way I could get up like a Snape outfit. All you need is a long black dress. If I wanted to go movie style, it'd be a little more complicated Okay, <laughs> I would need the frock coat and everything. Basically what they are, I think the socks came first, and they're black socks with a neat little sort of small lace pattern that goes up the sock in rows, and then at the top, there's a little ruffle of white, white. around it. Like, if you think of Snape's costumes from the movies, he has the, the sleeves that end of the hand and there's a little itty bitty cuff of white, cuff of white that sticks out yeah. so it's like those and the socks also have buttons down the sides so black they like spats. buttons so yeah they look like yeah basically like spats or in this case like you know the frock coat yeah that he wears and then the mittens are very similar again it's the same lace pattern they're fingerless mitts so at the fingers they have the little white ruffle peeping out, and they have little buttons down the sides. And I think in that case, with the socks, it looks like you have, like, you can do, like, knitted buttons or knitted covers for the buttons. Right. With the mitts, I think the ones I saw on the official pattern were just, like, regular buttons. That sounds very
0: classy. They do look really cool, <laughs> and I want to make them so bad. You're going to pause from your Hufflepuff project and make a Slytherin project? My Hexapuff project?
1: Yeah. My Hufflepuff Hexapuff? Yeah. Try saying that five times fast. No, I won't. And uh, yeah, I will probably. Well, I'll be doing the the, I'll be doing the hexapuffs. I made you almost say it.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll be doing the hexapuffs around the same time as doing other stuff. Okay. Because hexapuffs take a long time to do. Like she says, like the person who wrote the pattern said, you know, do this over like six months a year. You know, don't try to do all the hexapuffs all at once without other things in between. But yes, so these are definitely on my list of (laughs) things to do. And I will definitely be looking for yarn there. I know the Sheldridge Farm booth is going to be there and they have a lot of solid or very nearly solid yarns. Okay. So I should be able to get some there. And other than that, there's not really anything else. I tend to be fairly picky when I go to these sort of things because I have a lot of stash. <laughs> it's not like I go there and I'd be like, Ooh, I really want some semi-solid yarn because I don't have enough of that. It's like, <laughs> no, I, I have a lot of that. Or, you know, it's not like, ooh, I really need, you know, this kind of yarn because I really need lace weight. And i are like, no, I have lace weight at home. I have some very pretty lace weight at home. I can use that first. So I can usually talk myself out of buying stuff. And then also at a lot of the shows up here, there's, there's a, quite a few places have some discounts, but it's not like crazy pants right. discounts, where it's like 50% off all Koigu or something, where you'd it'd really be like, I must get this now, because I will never see this discount ever again. Yeah, dive in head first type of
0: thing. Yeah. And what are you looking for? Well, I am definitely going to go look for some 225 millimeter Magic Loop sock needles. Yeah, so, so by it, Magic
1: Loop you mean basically circular needles that are
0: like 32, 32 to, 40 to 40 inches. Right, something that's manageable but not over, over large. I'm also going to be looking for yarn for a set of Bella's mitts. Those are uh, on Ravelry. They're a free pattern by Marielle. I'm sorry if I'm saying your last name incorrectly. Mariel Henal... And, Alt.
1: and these are Bella as in Twilight. Twilight's Bella. Bella's and I'm mittens. not
0: getting them because they're Twilight. I am getting them because they look like really cool, functional, squishy mittens. Yeah, they look like really warm, cozy mittens. Yeah, and that's why I want to make them. I will be getting the yarn for that, which is, according to the pattern, 200 yards of bulky or somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And after that, that is all of my knitting christmas supply shopping that has to be done Ooh. so after that i can go like fairy dust happy and buy things for you but yeah i'll be honest i'm really 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 wanting to try harmony needles i really like the wooden needles it, it's just something about the feel and how light they are yeah just something that works everybody has their preference
1: yeah i mean i prefer like the nickel plated ones mm-hmm. but we have people in our new group too that that prefer the wooden ones. Yep. It just depends on what feels good for your hands.
0: Yep. And are you going to be wearing your potions master stall?
1: Yes, I will be. <laughs> we should mention our t-shirts have shipped. I have not received mine yet. I
0: haven't received mine yet. I, I haven't received R-B-A. the little.
1: And the little special thing has shipped, which should be here. We ordered them from the Canadian store, they should really be here next week. But yes, we will be wearing t-shirts, black t-shirts with the Nick One Geek 2 logo on the front and our names will be on the back. Yep. Yeah. As in Super Karen. And Mega Maggie. And Maggie Maggie. <laughs> Though you probably won't be able to see my name on the back of my shirt, because yes, I will be wearing the Potions Master Stole. I will have to write that down somewhere so I don't forget it in the morning when I'm <laughs> you know, half asleep and running around trying to find stuff and making sure I have stuff before I leave. And then the other thing, which I should mention because this is the last podcast, be- podcast before it, I am going to have stickers. A limited number of stickers. Yeah. With The Nate1Geek2 logo on them. So, if you are going, I know we probably don't have that many listeners in Southern Ontario at the moment, but just in case, sure. if you are going, if you find us, you get a sticker. Yep, it's a podcaster scavenger hunt. Yes, but I only have 12 of the stickers.
0: So it is a collector's item.
1: Yes, but for those who are not going, there's another little something special that we should tell you about. Yes, we have a Twitter feed. Woo! It's knit one geek two, all one word, all lowercase. But yes, so we have a Twitter feed. I will rejig things so that I will be able to tweet from my phone, and I will do so during the day. Yay! There will also I will also make sure I have the knit one geek two Twitpic account email address, <laughs> so I can post photos.
0: Yay. From my
1: cell phone during the day, and I also got a new digital camera for pictures and.
0: For video. As
1: opposed to what else would it be? A doorstop. Yeah. So for pictures as well as video. So I am planning to take a little video, which hopefully I'll be able to upload straight onto YouTube when I get home, or it might take a little splicing together, depending on how many video clips I have. Sweet. So you can see us. Oh, dear. As we storm the fair. Lightsabers brandished high. Yeah, There might be a few little clips of
0: like, here we are, we have filled
1: up with Starbucks and we are on our way.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to recommend that at the beginning and say, we need to fuel before we leave the station. Captain, we need more fuel for the warp drive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some of the video might depend on it. We are going with two other people, so I will obviously check with them before I take any video of them just to make sure they don't mind. So you might not get footage of us in the car, but I will take some video of the fair so you can see the craziness. Because, oh, there is a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm so excited to see this. I'm so excited. And hopefully I'll be able to capture some video of us finding some really nice stuff and what Sweet. we what we actually act like when we see really good yarn.
0: You're actually going to put that stuff on the internet? You know it doesn't go away. Well, it shouldn't, you know, count against us for jobs <laughs> or anything like that. But
1: yeah, so most of the things we are coveting, crushing, or otherwise wanting desperately what are all... Focused on the fair and the Spartans. Mm-hmm. They get their due points. Yep. So go ahead and, and follow us on knit geek 2 um, I will probably follow all the listeners. I just have to take the time to go through and double check that you are not a spammer because, of course, you know, I, I signed up for the Twitter account and I think, like by the time I had finished filling out some of the profile information less than five, five minutes later, we already had a couple spam accounts
0: Yay. that were following us. Yay. Happy we time. have a
1: couple real people now, though.
0: Oh, okay. Real people. Yay! As opposed to paper doll people.
1: So I might not follow you back immediately, and that's just because I'm either at work or doing something, and we are hopefully going to be, depending on how much time each of us has to tweet, yeah. we're to do something. And we'll probably share like little things that we find, like maybe videos of funny things that we find, <laughs> or little geeky news, or like even just little things like
0: what we're doing. Also something new and available to you guys is our Zazzle shop. It is zazzle.ca forward slash knit one geek two just type that in and hit return and it should come up you should see our logo right at the top and it says underneath it in space no one can hear you squee then you'll know you're in the right place we put up t-shirt bags buttons coffee mug and a hat with all with the logo on it and all of them are fully customizable to whatever you want whatever color if you want to put your names on it have fun with it it's just up there for everybody who's a fan and just wants to have some fun.
1: Yeah, and like you were saying, so far the only thing that we have on each item is the logo. Yeah. Mainly because when you start adding text, things get a little more, more expensive. More so we pricey, didn't want yeah. like put like the lo- we didn't want to put the tagline in space no one can hear you squee and the address on it and then, you know, have people go there and see $35 shirts if they didn't want to spend
0: that much. Yeah. Oh, and I just tested it. Zaz- it's also at zazzle.com
1: yeah for forward our American
0: knit1geek2 so yeah. basically you go to zazzle.ca zazzle.com it'll work so you too can have the t-shirts that we <laughs> will be wearing and if there's any suggestions you guys can think of somebody yeah, somebody mentioned panties but I'm not going to go there <laughs>
1: yeah if there's any other items that you guys want to see like just let us know we'll get the house elves to knit you yeah. some panties <laughs> I don't think I want panties <laughs> knitted by house elves <laughs> That's kind of (laughs) creepy. Okay. Having house elves handle my panties would be creepy enough. Just don't touch my stuff. I'll
0: wash it myself. (laughs) I know that's insulting them, but, like... Or ask them to wear rubber gloves and handle it with, like, tongs. Yeah,
1: I I just... I I just don't want... I don't like the mental image of, like, cute little Dobby-like house elves handling my girly things.
0: (laughs) Okay, and with that. Anyway. With that disturbance point.
1: On that note, which will give you nightmares for the next couple weeks,
0: we're going to leave you with thoughts of yarn and Spartans in your heads. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Bye. You'll probably uh, hear us sonic squeeing sometime next weekend. We'll be
1: podcasting after the Kitchener Waterloo News Fair. Yep. So next time you hear us, we will have swag.
0: Yep, we will have bounty from the pillage. Arrgh! <laughs> Be good, and as always, if you don't, send us the pictures, and this time the video as well. That would, that would do really nicely. Bye,
1: guys. See you later. Have a good week. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and comment at our blog at knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's knit one geek 2 dot mtpockets dot Or you can email us at knit1geek2 at gmail.com. You can also join in the conversation at our Ravelry group. Just search for Knit 1 Geek 2 in the groups tab. Thanks, and have a good week.